Hey, welcome to episode 18. No, it's not 18. Was it 15? 14. Oh, shit. I think it's 15. Uh, episode 15. Oh, let's, 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 let's check it real quick. Okay, yeah. Professionals. Right, of course. <laughs> A professional who I'm just not drove, sure why we never... drove 75 miles 15. without the plug to my laptop, so that's pretty... Episode, uh, it's 15. episode 15. All right, episode 15 of... Die Hard on a podcast, and we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of The Fifth Element today. One of the best movies ever made. And you it's know, a, uh, it's funny because we, 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 we have a guest, Phil. Uh, we'd like to welcome Phil to the show. We, first time we have a guest, so this will be fun. Long time listener, first time guest. <laughs> that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> he is a listen. <laughs> Close I know enough. the two people. I know the two people who listen, and they live in this house. I'm gonna listen to at least one. <laughs> but um you know it's funny this is the first this is the first movie that i actually saw in the theater and when i saw it in the theater i wasn't super impressed with it but then watching it again today i was i, I liked it a lot more than i thought i did because i didn't really look at it as a comedy when i was watching it in the theaters um and then like this time i was like wow this movie is really funny <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess it tries to be. I'll be honest. It's it's it's, it's pretty funny. It has it has its moments, but it's kind of. I I mean, I like the movie, but it's a little. It's an action comedy. It's a little simple with its comedy, but. Whoa. <laughs> but. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I feel like it's PG thirteen, but it, it was like if it went a little less. With some of the stuff with like the. Um, some of the sexier stuff. It could be a, like a fantastic PG movie for like kids and stuff. That's why like the humor is fine. Oh, okay. I mean the humor is fine. It's just they were they were aiming a little low and then they would go a little high with like yeah. some of their other su- okay. subjects. Well, you Says know, the dad. I <laughs> 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 look at it through dad lens now. So yeah. yeah well, you know the funny thing is, is I, I didn't realize it was a PG thirteen movie because I know I saw Mila Jovovich nipple in that. I mean I. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I was like whoa side boob ultimate. I think you see like more than once too. Like even when she's in the background changing. I'm pretty sure that you still, she's like not really hidden. Yeah, she's not that worried to be, about it. Not really. I guess. I guess since they're, I don't know. I don't know. Nah, it's fine. I'm not gonna say that. You're the dad on the podcast. <laughs> and the first thing you come up with is boobs. But uh, I like I, I like the I like the fact that they say the title of the movie, so which is always good. Yeah, more, more than once, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, we need the fifth element. <laughs> I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> And you know, and I was like, whenever I was watching the credits, I was like, "Oh, I don't remember Luke Perry being in this movie." And then I was like, "Oh, he was in this movie, but only for like three minutes." <laughs> and he causes he the lives. downfall. <laughs> he causes the downfall of uh, of humanity. Yeah. yeah. A jerk. A jerk. <laughs> um, also, that was another thing I noticed was that the the um like the whole visuals of this like seems to really be inspired by the um the game Warhammer 4K or Warhammer 40K like uh, with like Space Marines and everything. I mean, it's not exactly like it, but you can see where that influence kind of came in. Like the weapons look like it, and then the, the Guardians in the beginning they kind of look like Space Marines, um, and there's just sort of that feel to it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that game, so I'm not right. sure. I thought it was. I, I think he likes. Uh, he was inspired by a lot of comic books too. Yeah, a lot of uh, Mobius. Mobius, I see. Jodorowsky, right? Comics, like Inkall and 
Metabarons. Who's whistling? Um, I, gotta, I guess I forgot to shut the door. <laughs> tell awesome. Tell everybody I said, hey. Yeah, I will. Hold on one sec. <clears throat> <laughs> Professionals, guys. Yeah. I'm glad you're here for this, Phil. I really, really want to burp. First, well, it's it's fine. I think right. we've done worse. Yeah, we definitely have. First and last, first and last guest, Phil. Right. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. <laughs> but yeah, I no, told I, me we're professional. And it did actually kind of have a little bit more of a diehard feel than I thought. Like, I mean, first off, Bruce Willis is in it, so there's there a little bit of diehard in it right there. <laughs> We've got Bruce Willis, but they actually took over the boat, and it was sort of for like at least for a minute there, it was sort of like, oh no, Bruce Willis is the underdog, but he's not quite like the sneaky killing guys one at a time in this one. He's just like, fuck it, I'm killing all of them. Yeah, well, he's he's the most decorated military officer in their history, I think. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of them are dead. Yeah, and he's yeah, the only yeah. one that survived, so that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the boat stuff was the only stuff that was basically diehardish. I think everything else was pretty not, pretty much not diehardish. I mean, there's that one scene where he's caught in his apartment. And, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. in the apartment. <laughs> it's really good. For a couple minutes. It's like slapstick. <laughs> yeah. He puts everybody in stuff. Yeah. And I kind of like that his character's only motivation really was to hook up with Mila Jovovich. You know, like, they're like, we need you to save the world. He's like, not interested. And then he finds out that he's going like, to see love. her again. He's like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he sees her right away, and he's just like, oh, my God, who are you? Yeah, he's I'll like, save the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I, mean, I got you. I got hey guys, you. it was true love. It was. Really? Love is the fifth element. Love is the fifth element, that's right. Yeah. Or lust, whatever you. I think Luc Besson said it was lust. Was it? Did he really? I think so. Or sex. Yeah, well, it I can't mean, be that. He was definitely lost. It's Louis after... Besson, man. I mean, it can't be that. All right, I'm gonna look it up right now. All right, he's gonna look it up. Everybody, hold on. <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. just pause. <laughs> Silent for a second. But, and like he blatantly is like trying to wake her up, and he slaps her. He's like, I know. I'll I'll just slap this big fat kiss on her. Like totally appropriate. It usually works. Yeah. Well, because she just watched a bunch of videos on war. And she's like, ah, oh, I hate, uh, humans are the worst thing ever. He's like, yeah, but there's good things too. And like, what? He's like, oh, love. I've never loved before. Then they make out. And the world. Like, whatever happened to Chris Tucker? Like, all of him, I was like, oh my god, I forgot he was even a thing. The 90s. I think he had like a breakdown. Did he really? He had some sort of breakdown. I think so. Well, I know, like, after Fridays was like super successful, he... He like got all weird and refused to do Fridays too or Friday after next or whatever. Um, is it promoted yeah, drug use and like he was some sort of weird religion and he wasn't gonna, you know, be a part of that? And it's like, well, dude, it wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for Fridays. You know, you'd still be doing auditions every day. He did day. his rush hour movies. Yeah, That's he did like true. rush hour three. Was like last one he did, I think. Yeah. But like other than that, I think he's, yeah, he hasn't done but much. He's at his best in this movie. Ask me. He's pretty good in this. Ruby yeah. Rod. Ruby Rod. Well, and I like I like how you know he just like nope I'm gonna go completely over the top. He's, <laughs> he's like shrieking like a little girl halfway through the, the all, like, all the action scenes. He's just like shrieking like he's a girl, and that was kind of fun, you know. He totally steals the the show though. 
Yeah, he's the there. best part of the movie. Once he gets on there, yeah, he's definitely yeah. like the best part. Well, not the best part, but one of the best parts. <laughs> When he, when he shoots the guy accidentally, is the best. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you, are, you, are you okay?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Think it'll be okay. <laughs> Think it'll be okay. So that was supposed to be Prince, actually. Really? It was written for Prince, but he thought that the character was too effeminate. Prince did. <laughs> wow. Yes. I, I can't understand that being Prince. That'd be. That would have been great. That would have been great if it was Prince. Because even, even the music, like the, his like entrance music is like, that's Prince, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prince ripoff. Yeah. It's like if you gave Prince a bunch of crystal meth and um, hormones. Oh, too soon. Tim. Too soon. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, well. Anyway. Phil, you said that's one of your favorite movies? It is. It's well, a yeah. top ten movie for me. Elaborate my, on that a little bit. My, my kind of uh, my criteria for the top movies is that it's got to have like five or six different things that it hits on. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are sort of all genre movies. So like, it has to have a little bit of comedy, a little bit of uh, romance, a little bit of action, a little bit of... Uh, you know, science fiction, mystery, mm-hmm. like danger. Um, it's it's basically got it all. And there's there's very few movies that really do that consistently through the whole film and actually pull it together into a coherent whole. Yeah. Um, it definitely does. It definitely does have just, all of the elements. It, I mean, before it, there's nothing like it. Even now, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. It's a completely unique film. Like, people didn't even try to mimic the look of this film mm-hmm. at all. Uh, yeah. The technology is interesting. The the story's like very self contained. Like they get across a lot of information uh, very efficiently. Mm. Um, well, and they create they create a freaking a, a really believable world without trying too hard. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's that's sort of the Dorofsky influence. I think is you really build this world and inhabit it and. Uh, uh, you know, and now when yeah, you were saying that, I, I, I actually, whenever I was watching it, I did think of some, a, a scene that had kind of mimicked from that was in um, Attack of the Clones, um, when with the scenes where they're hunting the bounty yeah. hunter. Uh, I, whenever I was watching that, I was like, wow, this really reminds me of a movie that came out 15 oh, yeah. years later. Um, whenever the Jedi's are hunting that bounty hunter thing. or whatever, yeah, I thought, wow, you know, it's kind of the same thing as this taxi chase. Yeah. Uh, but other but, than that, I, mean, I can't really think of any good examples of anybody who's tried to kind of go there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm talking even more like the visual style of it. It's it's kind of uniquely '90s, but in a bit of a timeless way, where the practical effects look really interesting. The creatures are are not bad makeup, like, it, but it looks '90s if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, all the phones. I mean, are, all the phones are very '90s. They talk in the phones. Like, I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> look, it's '90s. Like 90s. even from the beginning, the giant spaceship that lands at the beginning is this like really oddly shaped, elongated. I don't know, like penis vehicle. It looks like <laughs> a bit. And it lands on this little tiny, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pseudopod kind of thing. I don't know. It's it is a very '90s movie. For it sure. hits a lot. Of, I mean, Gary Oldman <laughs> is amazing in it. It's always one of the movies that I. 
He actually Wait, hates this movie. But, does he really? Go on. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the movies that I point to when I talk about Gary Oldman as an actor, weirdly <laughs> enough. Oh, wow. Well, because, like, he's one of those guys that he disappears in kind of everything. And then if you're, I don't know, if you're, like, nine years old and you watch this movie, and then you say, oh, that's the same guy as, like, Commissioner Gordon or... The news yeah. Or, the guy from the professional, or yeah, any of those, you're just like, really? That's the same guy. <laughs> the guy from Romeo is bleeding. There, that's a Gary Oldman movie right there. <laughs> I love that movie. So, so good. And like one of my favorite movies of all time is Immortal Beloved. Gary Oldman movie. Oh yeah, where he plays Beethoven. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. He's also in Call of Duty. What? Did you ever see the interview where he where he does the, the Call of Duty voices? No. no. He talks about the, he talks about doing like the looping all day, and he just starts and he starts doing it on like he do, so he's like go over there, go over there, look out, look out. Nice. <laughs> I think he was on like like Conan or something. It's That's like, pretty awesome. You have to look up that video because he's like he's just doing the, like Call of Duty or one of the video games that he yeah. Right, actually, that's a big that's a big thing where um, voice actors for video games were talking about going on strike because they wanted more money, um, simply because of that because um, it was so hard on their voices to have to just record like seven hours of dialogue straight with no break. Um, <laughs> you know, because when you Aww. play a video game character, yeah, I know, right? Like, there's poor guys, but um, yeah, like I was actually just recently reading about that about how it like completely destroys their voices because you'll go in. And, you know, any given character could have six or seven hours of dialogue uh, yeah. completely disconnected that it's like, go over there, look out, you know, and just, <laughs> just doing that over and over again. I'm looking over at uh, Trevor's notes here, and I see the, the Rasta guy, right. Heatman. That is <laughs> one of the most important parts of the movie is for it? me. Every time I walk by my buddy's desk at work, it's always like, give me some heat, mom. <laughs> like, was, mom. Yeah, he was just like random, fantastic. like, Rasta guy. Yeah, I need more heat. It makes no sense. Like, <laughs> like between that and the uh, the whole like garbage strike thing yeah. is like that's what I mean when I'm talking about they they fully build a world and completely inhabit it. Yeah, in, in a way that other movies kind of don't do at all. Yeah, he also said, "Take that," as he shoved it, whatever they, whatever it was into the, the yeah. ship. You go take that. And the whole thing's cut very sexualized. With, no, oh yeah, with the uh, that's what with the oral with the oral sex. Yeah, yeah, the, and you're and you're right. Sexiness. They really do kind of convey um, the whole like ruling class living over this mass of humanity really well without like actually coming out and saying it. You know, subtle things like the garbage strike <clears throat> and the the, the yeah. Jamaican guys getting high under the plane and killing Paris. That's the best. There's there's another thing that I really like about this movie. There's one single kind of throwaway shot when the uh, plane is taking off and you get a view of New York City now. And if you look at it, I mean, it's, it's barely there because they don't take the time to really look it over and weave in between the buildings like they would in today's movies. Is You can see the um, the ocean has like dropped by... I don't know, a hundred meters or something like that. And so like you can see where the sea line would be and it's been developed like past that. It's kind of cool. Like I unless, know, I yeah, unless it gets pointed out to you <laughs> exactly. like, or you've seen a still of it or something, right. it's, it's not something that they call attention to at all, but you can see like uh, Ellis Island with the Statue of Liberty is like 
you know, it looks like a tower because it's built down even that. further. It's really cool. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. It's little things like that that really make the world of this movie for me. Well, it's like we were talking about the the whole Attack of the Clones thing Tim mentioned. I actually put that in afterwards to watch and see. Oh, really? And it's like five to six years after this movie, and it looks like it was made ten years before. <laughs> yeah. Like wow. Fifth Element, like effects look really good, but the the clone stuff looked really rough, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm it hurts me to say. Yeah, especially <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the Lucas I mean, Studios. They, I think for the longest time, they did, said the same thing about Jurassic Park because they had certain technical advisors on the dinosaurs with the lighting and everything that people just ignored later on yeah. or like it doesn't look as good in 1997 or something and as it does on 1983 yeah, like, yeah. Well, and it's almost uh, like they didn't have to work as hard later as they did when they were really kind yeah. of pioneering the cgi so because they had to work harder they really put a lot more of those little meticulous details plus george lucas just doesn't care yeah <laughs> He's like, is this what you want to see? Is this so you're not entertained? <laughs> yeah, Attack of the Clones is one big like reaction. Yeah. Like, oh, do you like this? Oh, fine, take this. Yeah. I still like it though. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I still like the I still like the prequels, even though everybody wants to want them. Yeah. I mean, they are bad movies. Yeah, I mean, they they have issues, but I will. The, the first one is nigh unwatchable. I'll still fight you. Yeah, I still think I, I'd see. And I, this, is, this is Phil's first and last appearance on. This, this, this is the right. <laughs> right. Well, and it's weird because as like adult me who really critical of of different art forms and whatnot, I'm like, yeah, this kind of sucks. But five year old me is like, fuck yeah, Jedi. <laughs> if you're five year old, you would say fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah unfortunately. Dirty, but yeah. I think he was inspired by the same thing that uh, Basan was inspired by. I remember reading the whole oh, the, the comic the Morbius. Rocky, yeah. Morbius and... and that's why I wanted to look at it because it was like, it's got to be similar, right? And it was to, to a point. But yeah. like I said, it's like, it looked. I mean, Mobius kind of influenced all sorts of science fiction guys. Like anybody who read his comics was mm. basically yeah. like, oh, wow, that's awesome. But nobody <laughs> could really capture the style as, as well as. I mean, Luke Basan basically. Uh, stole Mobius off of a comic book to, right. to work on this, and Jodorowsky got kind of upset about. Hey, I need some royalties because this is basically the comic that I was writing with the guy who designed the movie. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird too. I kind of felt there was sort of a Mel Brooks. I don't know, maybe <laughs> just like that style of humor. You know, the kind of like we don't care, we're taking the joke. That makes you sense. Know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that makes sense if I watch it more of the Mel Brooks yeah. style. That makes more sense. Yeah. Go, go for the joke above all else kind of stuff. Right. And Just like when they'll have somebody faint. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna take all these generals and stick them in a refrigerator and bury them yeah. for a little while, and they'll come out totally frozen, and I'll just leave them there. You know? <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, auto wash. Auto wash. <laughs> Oh, let me let me dry you off. Hmm. I do think they did a good Cute. job in casting Jojovich because she's very good at um like acting with her face and eyes as opposed to actual dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I think she's bad without dialogue. Yeah. Sure. I, <laughs> I, I mean Not that she's I think bad. this was probably the first thing I saw her in. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Maybe she's a good actress and then nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, just granted she's fine. This is me and <laughs> I know, what is I, 13? 
12. Yeah. 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 Right. Watching this movie going like, that's a good, that's good acting. That's good. Bruce Willis is acting the hell out of this movie. <laughs> they, they all are acting the hell yeah. out of this movie for sure. Yeah. I think this might have been like one of her first major roles for sure. Yeah, I think this is where, was her real break, breakout role. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, I, I remember when we, the, the reason we went to see it is, I don't know if you remember Chris Yukis or He was like obsessed with her. And like when the movie came out, he wasn't worried about all the hype that we were worried about. Like, oh, it's going to be this really big, epic science fiction movie. He was just like, Mila Jojovich is in it, and I heard you could see her boobs. <laughs> you know? I was like, okay. That sounds like Kiss You Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely her, her breakthrough. Okay. Yeah. I think at the end of this podcast, we should take turns trying to say Lulu's full name. Right. <laughs> what is it? Right here. Oh, her, her, like, her, her character. Full, yeah. Character now. Okay. Yeah. Whenever in the beginning, when he asks her what her name is, she rips off like thirty seconds worth. Yeah. Yeah, they have it listed on uh, Wikipedia there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when this first came out, Tim? When uh, it was playing at the AMC and we got like free cups, free fulfillment cups. Yes. Really? Do you remember that? Did you go see that with me? No, but we were living. We were living in Maryland Avenue. Okay. Time. Right. I remember we had like a bunch of Fifth Element Cups that summer. <laughs> That's right, we did, didn't we? I think so, yeah, because I remember the cups. And see, and I remember my big thing with it was I, I just wanted Gary Oldman to have more of a role because I love Gary Oldman. Like back in the 90s, he like, he was the best actor I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, he technically still is. He's, yeah, he's still, he's he's still, still a fantastic he's still actor. Top yeah. And you know one of the thing, one of the reasons why he's so good is because it's like a lot of times you won't even notice him. Like when he was Commissioner Gordon, I watched almost all the way through the movie, and then I went, "Holy shit, that's Gary Oldman!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Yeah. I no. I asleep. What? That was a very boring. Movie. Oh no way! You know what that doesn't have? He's fucking comedy. Oh, he fucking destroyed. History. Just he destroyed it. <laughs> he was like so. Well, that's the best thing is like Gary Oldman being so not Gary Oldman. It's, it's amazing. It's a very good movie, <laughs> but I, yeah, it was, I love that movie. Call me like a thirteen-year-old kid who needs. Some well, questions. yeah. <laughs> but that movie, like when I went to see that, that came at a time where I was like, yeah, this is a nice, nice adult, complicated movie. <laughs> I had to really pay attention. It's like I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, it seems I, like I really cool. You. All I know is there's a tinker and a tailor, a soldier, a soldier, and a spy. Spy. Yeah. I couldn't tell you who, I, which one it is. I feel like I tried to watch that uh, within a couple days of um, Tree of Life, which, <laughs> which I also fell asleep through. Too. I was just like, I'm gonna watch all these movies. Like, and then, this. Oh man, this is oh, there's dinosaurs. Cool. Oh wait, what's this? What's Brad Pitt? Um, <laughs> Everybody's so mad. Oh, the movie's over. Uh, first of all, it doesn't happen that fast. <laughs> Unless you did fall asleep. Because it's like four hours long. But that movie's great too. That's like the movie um, Meet Joe Black. I've tried to watch that like five times and I've fallen asleep every single time. That movie is way long. <laughs> I've never tried it. It's a good movie, but it's very, very long. Though. Yeah. I haven't even tried. And it feels long. It feels <laughs> like it's three hours long. Right. Yeah. I think it's like two hours and forty-five. Oh fuck! <laughs> right. 
I was like, this was this was a short day. It's like it's over two hours. I was like, man, that's that's a long movie <laughs> anymore. I was actually yeah. yeah. I was actually kind of surprised when I watched it this morning that because I I kind of had the first the initial reaction like like well, man I should really go to bed. And I was like, well, I can spare two hours to watch the movie, and I was surprised at how fast it went that I I didn't really think about the fact that it was two hours. Like it was over before I knew it. Yeah, I mean, I always think about time now, so because right. I'm old. Because I'm old. Yeah, I, I always I think about mean, time. I think really about so much <laughs> left. It's just like, are you sure you want to start a three-hour movie? <laughs> like, yes, damn it, it's seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, well, it's about time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched it this morning too. Watch it again, and it's it moves pretty quickly yeah it's i mean it's, it's a good movie it's it's, well put together. it's, it's lighthearted for right. sure yeah. it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt anybody like it's yeah. it's hard to in its right place yeah. the song seems very sincere yeah the, the soundtrack is great soundtrack can i just say eric sarah sarah fantastic does all of his movies speaking I of luke bazan um i want to go back to next last week right remember tim we were talking about uh desert eagles and Yes, hot ladies with desert eagles. Right, I forgot to mention uh, Luke Besson did did a sweet uh, scene with a very attractive lady in a desert eagle. Do you remember La Femme Nikita? Oh yeah, that's a good movie. That sequence with her and the the, the dinner the restaurant yeah. where she gets the that's right desert eager eagle for like a gift and just like starts blasting away. That's right. That was the original amazing. French version, right? Not the uh, TV show with. <laughs> Uh, well, the remake, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's no, the original because I watched it again over the weekend because I was like, oh, man, stands up." The sequence is so good, and like the music, Eric Sorrell's music is fucking fantastic. It's one too. of Luke Besson's good movies, yeah, right. of which he's had two, three. <laughs> professional, professional, yes. Right. Well, see, that's, that was another thing I thought whenever I was watching the credits. I was like, I'm not really familiar with too many of his movies. You know, Feminicida and, and The Fifth Element are the really ones only ones. Well, he produces and writes now. Okay. And like, yeah, he's he's produced and written like all the Taken movies and all the Transporter movies. Oh yeah, yeah. he did he did Lockout, which I was really excited about. But man, that is a god awful movie. We'll, we'll be doing that one eventually. We'll get you. you yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I I well, wanted sued, to like that movie. So Sean Carpenter sued sued them and won. Oh. Ripped off Escape from New York so much. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah. who doesn't rip off John Carpenter? Come on. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, what's not ripping off John yeah. Covenant? If you're if you're not ripping off John Covenant, you were doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know. But yeah, but song. What else has he done lately? He's like he did the Arthur movies, and he's got one coming out though that's supposed to be a big sci-fi. Yeah, he's doing. It's kind of a return to form for I Fifth hope. Element, maybe. I hope it's uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, yeah. I read a couple of the comics. They're really good. Yeah, I hope that, hopefully I, he does a good job. I hope so too. He, I don't he see seems like movies, but... one of those uh, filmmakers who has it in him to do good stuff, but like after a little while, he just got like, oh, I can make movies with my hands signed behind my back. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch the movies and you're like, oh, this looks like you weren't trying. Right. You know, my true passion is like comedy and yeah. kids' yeah. films. So yeah. like, no, that's not your. No, yeah. you right. Like the, the, uh, I, I call that the, <laughs> the Woody Allen effect. Woody Allen yes. definitely has it in him to make great movies, but um, yeah. he doesn't do that all the time. It or, happens to a lot of guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you just get the sense that he's phoning a lot of like, it in. Yeah. He's too busy just, like, 
dating hot French ladies. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he was dating he was dating the diva for Fifth Element. The girl who played I the diva he, didn't he go out with oh. Mia Jovovich? But that's but, yeah. He, he divorced he and divorced, started yeah, out with okay. Mia Jovovich during this movie. That's a. <laughs> well, she's now married to Paul W. S. Anderson. Oh yeah, he's and the Resident Evil guy. <laughs> yeah, just they just made like ten movies together. The Resident Evil ten, like did their own thing. Nice. Uh, I like the fact that the evil evil ball in space makes a phone call to Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, I enjoy that. I like the whole evil. <laughs> yeah, I like the whole evil ball in space in general. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like how very like Sarani. Yeah, yeah, that's a word. And we still haven't mentioned the fact that in the future, Debo will be president. That's that's right. (laughs) right. (laughs) Oh, I didn't notice that either because they had a Friday connection with Chris Tucker and Tiny Zeus Lester. Right, they were both both in Fridays. I kind of like Zeus just because. I mean, now Terry Crews made a much better idiot president, but. In uh, in the idiocracy, yes. you know, but it kind of reminded me of that. I don't, like, I don't think Zeus was playing an idiot, though. I think he was playing like a legit. No, he was he president. was definitely playing like a, a legit, you know, kind of dignified. Which yeah. is kind of nice to see Zeus playing not yeah. Zeus, not being a plot program. So is Zeus this the guy, the actor? Yeah. yeah. Well, his name is Tiny. I was like, I don't know, Tiny yeah. Zeus Lister. I, yeah, I yeah. see it here, Tom, yeah. Tiny Lister Junior. Yeah, t- who was also in The Fugitive, I think. What was he in? Was he in a, one of the Rocky movies no or something? Barred. No holds no, barred. No yeah. holds barred, guys. Come on. And what were, they, what were they? I don't think he was in the. What's up? Oh, I was going to say, what movie was it where he was Zeus? Remember, like that, and that, and then everybody started calling him Zeus because he was big. Well, that was. Yeah, it was the Hulk Hogan. No okay, holds barred. That's right. He was no in holds Chuck. barred. Because he played Zeus, and then he like had, like a little bit of wrestling career for a while. I could have sworn to tie in for it to it. In, uh, I think he's. I forget what else he was up to. I feel like he's like had like some money issues. Recently. He was not in the Fugitive. I'm sorry, that's racist. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Who, well, who was in the Fugitive then? I don't know. All right. Tommy Did you get him confused with <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones? Jerry, the... Jerry Pants. Oh, Harrison Ford. That's who I was <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> Jerry Pants. 1993. Wow. It looks like they make a new fugitive titled film every 10 years. Do they? Yeah. Well, it's based on a TV show from the 60s. Tommy Lee Jones. It's close. Who's, who's the guy? Are you talking about U.S. Marshals? No, he was. <laughs> he was West, one of the, that's why Snipes. He was one of the prisoners <laughs> who uh, escaped. Oh, I don't think that's. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, that's. I don't think that's him. It's not Julianne Moore. I'm I don't sure. even think he's listed on there. All right, I am. We're looking at their Wikipedia right now. Nice. It's very visual. Yeah, very visual podcast. Yeah. Check out the video stream later. Yes. I should have actually recorded the video. Uh, I could do that next week. Oh, once I get a webcam. Thing. Like, I woke up and went, oh, shit. I got to do a podcast. Oh, uh, Vin Diesel is actually in this. What? What? He's uh, the voice of Fingers. The, like, the mob guy that... Cause push for us? No way! Yeah, really? Wow, that's good, an interesting good little trivia. Diesel. Yeah, for real. He should he should do more roles where you don't see him. Where he only does voices, yes, yeah. Yeah. aka all his best <laughs> movies, with the exception of Pitch Black, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, they use a fake leg a lot of times for her high kicks. 
Really? Really? I mean, we drove it to his high kicks. Like the ones that were like right straight up. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like a fake leg. Huh. <laughs> I, I can definitely see that. And then uh, his mom sounded like she was 25 trying to do a voice. Yeah. You noticed that? Well, and I like that was where I got the I, I like I got the kind of I was like wow let's just throw a stereotypical Jewish mom in here for no reason. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. He was like Bruce Willis looks old. Like he doesn't look old as he does now, but he still looks old. But yeah. then when his mom calls, his mom sounds like she's twenty five doing a voice. Right. It's like that's not working at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it was a decent running lady? joke, I guess. You know, like, she somehow gets the president's phone number or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think like it's definitely Mel Brooksian. Yeah. So, um, are, you still, are you still looking at the, the I'm fugitive? Still, I'm still trying to find the fugitive. I feel so racist. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Phil the racist. You know, the guy that he, <laughs> he hides out his house. Yeah. And I then he takes the guy with the ponytail hostage and then oh, Samuel yeah. Jackson, or... Uh, oh, now I'm definitely <laughs> racist. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones. They both have three names. Yeah, I don't... Speaking of which, have you ever picture. seen the, the YouTube video where somebody mistakes um, Samuel Jackson for Lawrence Fishburne? And, like, comes up to him and is like, man, I loved you in The Matrix. And Samuel Jackson's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, remember that one movie that Wesley Snipes got... Uh... Thought they were, he was a Arsenio Hall. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, I, that was uh, Passenger. Was racist. And was also slightly <laughs> racist, yeah. Yes, um, it was. Uh, the 90s, where everybody think it was slightly racist. Yeah. Towards them. <laughs> and then once we hit 2000, everything was just immediately solved. Yeah, it was. Yeah, everything was fixed. Y2K solved everything. <laughs> Y2K solved everything. Um, so we're at 34 minutes. Ooh, we should figure out what dang, movie. Dang. I always say we're going to figure out what movie. Never do. So you're going to have to check. Um, I actually want to suggest Sudden Death since Powers Booth just died. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's the bad guy in it. So we're going to do Yeah, that's actually a fantastic idea. Death, the, uh, Powers Booth. This is a Dirty Harry. Mm -hmm. no. Sudden Death is the. That's an impact. Yeah, Sudden Death is the, the, the hockey ring. John Claude Van Damme is the security guard. In the oh, it's a John Claude Van Damme movie. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You it's know John it's going to be quality if John Claude Van Damme's in it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but I think he fights in the mascot's <laughs> costume. Really? Does he really? Yeah. I think he fights the guy, and then he, I think he puts it on. I have an important question. Does he do the splits in that movie? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's almost okay. got to. Did he did? Talk about Powers Booth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it, too. Yes. Just on his hair. <laughs> Zing. So yeah, so yeah. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, I would like to thank Phil for being a guest on the show. That's fantastic. Yay, thanks thanks for guest. having me. First it's, guest. First guest. First guest. And um, when do I see residuals? <laughs> residuals. <laughs> when somebody, when you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we get more than yeah. seven people to listen to the podcast. We will totally yeah. start talking about royalties and whatnot. Tell your friends. We're half of my bots. Rate us on <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, tell your friends and your friends' bots. <laughs> tell your bots. <laughs> tell your bots. Your bots love us. If you can write a program, <laughs> yeah. we want you. I'm talking to the bots right now. Zero one zero one zero one one. All right, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week.